Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Mondays only mean one thing. Fabrizio Romano is on the show. Que golazo as we discuss so much, including Mohamed Salah and his future. Claudio Ranieri returning to the Premier League. Kylian Mbappé opened up this and much more. Que golazo with Fabrizio Romano begins right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Que Golazo Mondays with Fabrizio Romano. Thank you so much for being part of the show. Leave us a comment, like the video, and subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell while you're at it. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, please leave a rating and review. It only takes a few seconds, and it really helps us to continue and grow this show. We are approaching our one-year anniversary, everybody. So we thank you so much for being part of this family. And part of this family is Fabrizio Romano. Fab, how are you, my friend? Hello, my friend. I'm fine. I'm fine. Thank you. It was a fantastic football weekend. And so ready to go now with national teams would be amazing. So I'm fine. Thank you. I'm really happy to see you again. Absolutely. Uh, international break. By the way, Fab won't be here next Monday because international break. So we're going to take the most out of Fabrizio uh, today as well. Hey, Fab, uh, you've been playing FIFA 22? Of course. Of course. Spending like 20 hours <laughs> playing FIFA. <laughs> How about what do you play? Career mode? Ultimate I'm playing thing? career mode. Career okay. mode uh, with Paris Football Club in second division in France. You know, I like with, it. With my dream to bring them at Paris Saint-Germain level. Playing I with love Pato it. and Balanzola from Spezia as attacking players. And Kaiki on loan as, as a number 10. Fabrizio, go get La Padula. I'm sure he's speak. <laughs> it's a good name, man. Eh? It's a good name. I can consider him for January window. Okay, good. La Pago, La Pago as always. We'll have to add each other, Fabrizio. Uh, yes, on we will, do it. We will, I will do it. love it. We love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, anyway, everybody, welcome to Mondays with Fabrizio Romano, Transfer News. And uh, let's begin with the man of the hour so far. Liverpool tied Manchester City to all. On Sunday, probably the best game of the season of the Premier League. And Mohamed Salah was incredible. One of the best goals that hopefully we'll see this year. Maybe more, but you never know. But also the assist, just performance overall. And the conversation about Mohamed Salah, of course, Fabrizio, is about, you know, his contract and what he's reportedly demanding, 500000 uh, a year contract. Liverpool, obviously, you know, trying to open negotiations or not. We'll see. But Fabrizio, what's the latest with Mohamed Salah, who, according to Jamie Carragher, and I agree, I'm sure, he's already a Liverpool legend. Now it's about what happens with the future of Salah and Liverpool. I agree about being a Liverpool legend. Absolutely. I agree. Everything you said is perfect. What he did yesterday is impressive, really, scoring a fantastic goal. His leadership, his quality is something really, really incredible. He's always consistent. So what a player is Mo Salah. And I still remember when he joined uh, Fiorentina here in Italy from Chelsea alone, we were shocked to see these kind of players. And then Roma signing Mo Salah and was a fantastic deal for Roma. So congrats for to Liverpool for being uh, so smart to sign Mo Salah. And now he's a legend. I 100% agree with, with Carragher, with you on this on this point. Talking about his future, his contract at the moment is 
a topic, an important topic for Liverpool, because they are talking with Mo Salah and with his agent since long time, but at the moment nothing has been agreed yet. You know, last summer we had no many rumors on this point, but many clubs were interested in Mo Salah. We are talking about top clubs, and for Liverpool it was absolutely untouchable. But from Spain and from France, with Paris Saint-Germain always looking at the situation months ago, they were looking at this possibility, but for Liverpool was not even a topic because Mo Salah is untouchable. They want to extend this contract. This is the mission for the club, for the board. But at the moment, on salary and closest points, they have not they have no agreement yet. So they are still talking since a long time, but it's not agreed yet. Let's see what happens in the coming weeks. Let's see if they will be able to do it. But I can tell you that Liverpool know how important it is to extend contracts. It's about Salah, but they did the same during the summer for Alisson, Alexander-Arnold, Robertson, Fabinho, Van Dijk, many players. And they want to do the same with Mo Salah, with Sadio Mane, with Roberto Firmino. Jordan Anderson, they did it and it was not easy. So contracts are key for Liverpool. They only signed Ibrahim Konate as new signing this summer from, uh, from Leipzig. But they are looking for something, also a new contract, because they know that in foot, today football, in modern football, is like signing new players. And signing new contract for Mo Salah is like a new signing, 100%. Mm. So this is why they are really focusing on it, but it's not agreed yet. Are you, if, if, what, what does your gut tell you, Fabrizio, that this will get done? Or is Mohamed Salah perhaps looking around? But does your gut tell you, you think, you know, because his love for the club is clear? He loves Liverpool. He loves Liverpool, but I think it's only fair to remember that he's maybe the last top contract for Mo Salah. He's not 20 or 22. He's not like Mbappé or Holland. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's obviously thinking, yeah. yes, he's 29. So he's going to sign an important contract. Uh, let's see if it will be Liverpool or any other club. And this is why he's taking his time to have the right proposal. I think he's absolutely correct from, from Mo Salah, but he loves the club. So my feeling is that they will keep negotiating also in the coming weeks. This is what I'm told. They will continue negotiation in the coming weeks. Uh, let's see what happens. But it's a real priority for Liverpool. It's like signing a new player and they are... Yeah. Yeah, and a really good point. And a really good point, the fact that this is his last real vital contract, obviously, as he reaches, uh, you know, the the 30-year-old mark, uh, which is unbelievable. But Mohamed Salah, incredible weekend, of course. And we will have to keep our eye on this as Liverpool continue talks with their Egyptian star. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about another player here. As you were uh, this morning, uh, per, by the way, uh, French report. Well, it wasn't even a report. He opened up Kylian Mbappé on PSG here. Some quotes uh, to RMC, by the way. I asked to leave in July because from the moment I didn't want to extend, um, I wanted the club to receive a transfer fee to have a quality replacement. I wanted something respectful. I said, if you don't want me to leave, I'll stay. So this is Mbappé discussing that he wanted to leave. Uh, Things that we knew already, Fabrizio, but obviously yes. I think they were showing some frustration as well because he 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 claims that he he already warned PSG for a very long time, so he was frustrated with with the way that it was handled. But the last port, I said, if you don't want me to leave, I'll stay. So he's being as respectful as possible. What did you get from this uh, interview and the quotes from Kylian Mbappé? First of all, I want to say that I'm happy because he's basically confirming what we said during the summer, so that he wanted to go, but he wanted to be respectful with the club, not breaking his relationship with Pochettino, with Leonardo, with Nasser Al-Khelaifi. Yep, also that's because, what you reported. Yep. Yes, but going on a war with Paris Saint-Germain and with Al-Khelaifi is never a good idea. And Kylian Mbappé is a smart boy and respectful boy, so this is why it's not something new on this point. What is new? 
we knew, as we said, that he wanted to leave. He wanted to go to Real Madrid because really Mbappé dream is and was to, to be Real Madrid player. So he's still thinking of Real Madrid. But having Kylian Mbappé in public saying, yes, I asked it to leave in July and not in the final week of August. So this is a, part, a key part of the interview. He said, I was a bit disappointed to hear from Paris Saint-Germain he was asking to leave on the final week of August. It's not like this. I asked it in July to leave the club, not in the final week of August. So from Kylian Mbappé, the position is, the feeling I have after this interview is he, wants, he still wants to go. He still wants to look for something different and he's still thinking of something new. His desire is to go to Real Madrid since a long time because in the dressing room uh, during the summer he was speaking with teammates and saying about his desire to leave the club and to go to Real Madrid. But he's been 100% respectful with the club. He's playing at top level now, as always, for Kylian Mbappé. But this interview means that Kylian Mbappé is still thinking of something new for his future yeah. and he has still no agreement with Paris Saint-Germain on new contract and this is a big problem for PSG. Yep, I think two key things came out of this thing. One, to your point, uh, he still wants to leave, I think, obviously, and the second one about the July and August thing, he wanted to make sure that everybody thought, look, I didn't say this just as the season started. I said this in the summer and I gave them plenty of time. He said, I announced it early enough for the club to react. So he wanted yes. to make that clear. That's a massive part. Yes, it's a massive point. And it is important also to clarify that for Kylian Mbappé, it's a matter of respect because having Leonardo saying these kind of things was hurting him, you know, because it was seeming that the player was desperate to leave in the final days of the window, creating a problem to the club. From Mbappé's side, it was not like this. It's not new to Mbappé that he wanted to leave and to Paris Saint-Germain. It's about Real Madrid proposal. What Leonardo is saying is that the Real Madrid proposal arrived in the last eight days of the window, and it was a problem for Paris Saint-Germain because they wanted maybe to negotiate in July and not at the end of August. This is the point, but not about the player because the player has always been respectful with Paris Saint-Germain. And of course, it's a tricky situation right now for PSG and Pochettino as they lost their first game in the league uh, this past weekend. Uh, they did beat Manchester City, but obviously the league as well is important to them. So we'll have to wait and see how all this formulates. But regardless, it's clear one thing. Mbappé is definitely still looking at his uh, dream club, which is Real Madrid. Let's talk about uh, another French player, Serge Aurier, the former Spurs right back, uh, ready to join uh, Villarreal there, uh, Fabrizio. What do you have? One-year contract, two-year contract options. So it could be a potential contract of three years for Serge Aurier with Villarreal. He's almost done. He needs to sign in the coming hours. He had his medical today. In, uh, in Spain's new Villarreal player. He was approached by many clubs, also in France, in England, but he decided to accept Villarreal proposal now. Uh, he left Tottenham on deadline day, parting ways with Tottenham, and so now uh, he's a free agent, uh, and he will join Villarreal. It's an interesting move for Villarreal because they were looking for a right-back. Unai Emery is needing a player in this position. Serge Aurier is the right one, and so interesting move for this player. Uh, interesting indeed, and... Uh... I feel like this could be a good partnership uh, between him and uh, Let Unai. Let me say about Villarreal, I want to talk about this boy, Daniel Omar. He's, he's incredible. He was amazing in Champions League with Manchester United. Yeah. He was scoring yesterday. I'm really impressed by this boy. I think they he's signed... Only 28! Yes, 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 yes. They signed a fantastic player with uh, from, from Barmouth. And I'm sure that he has chances to be back in Premier League in the coming years because his player's quality. Eh? Congrats for the move because for Villarreal has been a really smart, smart signing. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And apologies, by the way, he's Ivorian. It's just that he began his youth career in France. That's why I got him mixed. But he's from the Ivory Coast, everybody. So Ivory Coast people, I, I apologize. He's one of yours. Uh, no, nobody else. All right, let's uh, let's keep talking here. Super Clásico, River Plate uh, wins 2-1 against uh, Boca Juniors. Julian Alvarez, by the way, scouted heavily, I believe, right this summer by many clubs, including yeah, Aston Villa. Too. Yeah. Yes, yes they oh, wanted him. <laughs> I know. Yeah. He's amazing. They wanted him. They wanted him. He's amazing. He's a great talent, really. Interesting player. So it'll be amazing to see him in Europe one day. Let's see. But let me say that I think the real person that I want to see in European football is Marcelo Gachardo. 100%. I'm in love. I'm in love with him. I'm in love with him he, because he reminds me of Antonio Conte as kind of manager, you know. I think he's the most South American style of Antonio Conte. Part of the South American style of Antonio Conte is also thanks to something from Marcelo Gachardo. I'm sure that Antonio Conte is studying Gachardo and Gachardo is studying Conte. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about it. It's just my feeling. But when I see Real Madrid, River Plate playing and Inter with Antonio Conte, Chelsea in the past, Italian national team, I see many points in common between Gachardo and, and Conte. So congrats to Marcelo Gachardo winning again a Super Clásico. But what he did with River Plate is more than historical. is legendary. Yeah, absolutely. So you think, uh, because obviously one of the key things is his contract runs out at the end of this year. There are presidential election issues for River Plate as well. So that comes into play. But Gallardo surely is thinking, okay, it's maybe time for me to go. I mean, we have to obviously see what happens at the end of uh, La Liga Argentina and what he does there. But do you see a possibility of him leaving South America and maybe coming to Europe? I would say possibility, yes. Because when you are out of contract, you have chances, you have agents and clubs approaching you to, to give you opportunities. I can tell you that behind the scenes, Marcelo Gachardo was one of the names in Tottenham list. You remember last summer, they were approaching many different managers Pochettino, Fonseca, Gattuso before appointing Nuno and also Gajardo was in the list. Then he decided to stay at River Plate, was not even close to join Tottenham, but was one of the names in the list. And for Barcelona, he was one of the names they were considering in the past few days with Juan Laporta looking for a potential replacement for Ronald Koeman, who was now staying. But let's see what happens in the coming weeks. So Gajardo has always been in the list of many important clubs in Europe, but was never like the first option, you know? He wants to be the right man, considered the right man to start a new project, to have the club backing him 100% on every single idea. Because when you move from South America to Italy, uh, sorry, to, to Europe, or maybe to Italy, Spain, France, England, wherever it is, you need to be 100% sure of what you're doing with your yeah. project. And so you have to be 100% sure about the club supporting you. And this is what Gachardo wants. So this is why maybe it will take some time. But I think he has the possibility to move to European football one day, I'm sure. I don't know if it will be December or next summer, but he has this possibility. I would be sorry for your play fans because they are desperate and they still hope for him to stay. And it depends about the elections, as you said. Yeah, uh, which is why, to your point, I don't think uh, Barcelona would be the right place for him. I, if he wants to come to Europe and really create something special, he has a decision to make. Does he want to go to a club where he can really turn it around or go to a club 
that already has a set foundation that can help him develop exactly who he is. So Barcelona, I don't know. What, it, would, could, does he remain a target for them? Or is it because or Roberto Martinez we've talked about? Jimmy Conrad was just discussing as well. I know you're going to be upset about this one. Mancini a possibility, but there's no way he's leaving Italy before the World Cup. I think no. I think no. I think he's staying. I think Mancini is staying. But they had many names in the list. They had Xavi. They had Roberto Martinez. They had Andrea Pirlo, also appreciated by Laporta. The point is Barcelona is not only Laporta deciding. It's about mm. the board. It's a yep. complicated club with the process before you decide on everything. It's not just about new managers. It's also about new signings and many things. Many people deciding together with Juan Laporta, with the president, of course. But it's a long process. And this is why it was not easy to find the right solution in September, in October. It's not easy to find the right manager. Also because Laporta was not convinced about appointing a manager for six months and then restart with another project in June. So this is why they decided to keep Ronald Koeman, but they were looking and they are still looking for a replacement. Yeah, well, to your point from a few weeks ago, right? They want to make sure that whoever comes in is not an interim manager, somebody yes. for the foreseeable future. By the way, I like the way that you said Marcelo Gallardo. You said it like an Argentinian. Marcelo Gallardo. It, it was good. It was good, Fabrizio. Don't, 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 don't think that I didn't notice that. That, that was good. Yeah, that good, was... Point, good point. Good point. Because I love him. I love him. And I love Argentinian passion, South American passion, you know. So for me, yep. South American football is the best in the world. Well, Fabrizio, we appreciate you as a South American. <laughs> We're passionate about everything. So we'll, 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 we'll be passionate when we play each other on FIFA 22. We will, All right. we will do it. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, your compatriot here, Claudio Ranieri, as he joins Watford returning to the Premier League. To me, this is good news, not just for Watford, it's good news for the Premier League. Just a, a great human being. Obviously, we know what he did with Leicester City, his relationship with Chelsea, etc. But now returning to Watford, uh, to see if he can save uh, Watford from relegation. I know it's early on, but still, you know, it's a topic that must be discussed. Talk to me about Claudio Ranieri returning to the Premier League. Yes, first of all, so happy. Me too, for Claudio Ranieri, for Watford, for Premier League. We have a fantastic manager back, a legendary manager back, because what he did with Leicester is legendary. And with Sampdoria, it was really good. I know it's not Leicester, it's not the same kind of story, but here in Italy, we appreciate a lot what he did with Sampdoria, because... He joined Sampdoria when they were in a terrible table position, in a terrible team situation. He was great, uh, bringing some calm, uh, helping the team, and also developing some young talents because Mikkel Damsgaard at the Euros was fantastic with Denmark, but it is thanks to Claudio Ranieri who was playing him with Sampdoria. So doing a great job with Sampdoria. Then at the end of the season, uh, he decided to part ways with Sampdoria because they were not at the best convinced about starting a new project with him. Now he was free with many Italian clubs approaching him, Bologna, Cagliari, many clubs asking about Ranieri's situation. And then Watford called him. He loves London. He loves Premier League. He loves the opportunity of restarting something new with a, with a new project. And so good luck to Claudio Ranieri. He's going to sign a two-year squad in the coming minutes. Everything has been agreed. And so good luck really to Claudio Ranieri because I think it's a fantastic news to have this kind of person, not just a manager, but also about the person in, in Premier League and in football. Yeah, and let's not forget, I mean, we need to add context here. Uh, Ranieri, you know, also was uh, took over Fulham for a little while and, and he was released of his duties there because, uh, you know, I believe it was, you know, three wins, I think, from, from uh, three wins from 17 matches in charge. So it didn't go his way, but he knows England, as you said, very well. Every single media pundit that I talk to loves him. He's just a good man. So it, it's a good... It's a good thing to have. So Claudio Ranieri returning 
with Watford. Before we leave, Fabrizio, anything else? Are you keeping your eye on uh, this week as we look into the international break? I'm curious to see what is going to happen for for some player contract, as I always mention in this part of the of the season, because we are September, October, November is the period about new contracts. Uh, and I'm going to focus on Frank Cassie with AC Milan, uh, because yesterday he was playing a fantastic match uh, in Atalanta-Milan, and I want to say congrats to AC Milan because they are doing great. They are back really at top, top level, playing fantastic mm. football, so congrats to them. But they need to fix the situation with, with Cassie after losing on Donnarumma and Chalanoglu as free agents last summer they need to resolve the situation of Frank Kessie. He's out of contract in June 2022, but he has still no agreement to extend the contract with AC Milan. But the parts are still talking. So I think it will be one of the interesting points in the coming days. Here in Italy, we also have Paolo Dybala talking with Juventus over new contract and he's out of contract also in June 2022. We have many interesting players, potential free agents next summer. And so many clubs trying to resolve this kind of, of situation. So I'm sure that during the break, they will have some meetings and Roma extended the contract of Lorenzo Pellegrini, one of the best Italian players doing a fantastic season with Jose Mourinho. Five years contract and it is important for Roma because he had a close for 30 million euro. Release close now is removed from his new contract, but it was a big opportunity last summer. Tottenham were interested. Let's see what happens in the future, but now he's at the center of Roma project with Jose Mourinho. Is the international break a, a good time usually for these clubs to really get down to some contract business? Uh, yes. Is that usually the case? Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's even more relaxed so they can talk with agents and they can try to, to make a point about the situation. So, yes, it will be interesting to see what happens with some updates during the international break to see for new contracts what is going to happen. Well, to your point, 2022 is going to be crazy because a lot of players, uh, unless these contracts are dealt with before the end of the year, it's going to be intriguing. Yes. And Frank Kessie, to your point, one of the best uh, midfielders out there, will be a hot topic and surely scouted by multiple clubs in Europe. Uh, should be an intriguing one. But Fabrizio Romano, always a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much, my friend. Uh, we hope you have a good week. Thank you, brother, as always. Always a big pleasure to be together here on Kegolasso, on CBS Sports, Paramount Plus together. And see you in the coming days. I'm sure we'll have updates. Well, I will see you online to play some FIFA very soon. But thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, everybody, for listening and watching. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter, Kegolasso Pod, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube.com forward slash Kegolasso. Make sure that you press that notification bell so you get new episodes. We got plenty more coming your way, including USMNT content with Jimmy Conrad and Heath Pierce, and much, much more. A special South American special as well. Keep your eye on that one. But Fab Romano, myself, Kego Lasso, thank you so much, everybody. Have a great, great beginning to your week. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.